Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I am joined by... Jay Lit the Kid, what it is. What's going on, everybody? It's an exciting, exciting week for us. Mm. It feels... I don't know why it feels different, but it feels like we've got some meat on the bone. New year, new us. It's a new year, new us. Uh, there's a lot of things in the mix going on. There's a. Do you see this camera? Uh, I do. Do you see this camera? The camera sees me. Actually, do, do you see this camera that uh, that producer Mike has? Uh, he he has surprised us with. Mike, you finally spent some of this podcast budget adequately. Um, he uh, uh, Jordan um, is being nice right now by saying. Uh, he spent the podcast budget because uh, producer Mike has already told us mm. that uh, this is a this was a uh, a Christmas gift from Grandma, Grammy, Grammy. Yeah, so not in the budge. Thanks, Grandma. Thank you, Grandma. Um, I think I think producer Mike right now through the glass is trying to lip to us her name so we can shout her out. What's he saying? Grandma Magdalene? Yeah, is it um, is it Mag Mag Magpie? Ma- Gra- Grandma Magpie? Yeah, he's doing the yeah. He said Magpie. Grandma Magpie. Okay. Grandma Magpie. Grandma Magpie. Thank you, Grandma Magpie. She lives uh, on the same street as Frank. I don't know if you knew that. Sh- oh, does she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I wanted to know what that. Yeah, path a couple is. houses down, she waves when he when he drives They've, by. They smoking heaters. They, uh, for, uh, I mean, if she's anything like Frank, because Frank grew up, you know, Frank still lives in the same house. Yeah. Uh, if 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 Magpie, they might they might have a little uh, some heated hopscotch, uh, you know, you know, matches together maybe growing yeah. up. Oh, for sure. Um. We've got just yeah, like you said, we got a we got a big episode for you. We're excited. Um, I mean, we both had some weekends. We did, yes. You know what I mean? Uh, my toilet broke. <laughs> Do you want to explain the text that you sent to me yesterday? So I had a big party here for my niece's birthday. Uh, she turned three. Best, best Benson, twenty twenty one. I'm going for it, man. I'm coming for that ass. Mm, we'll see. Um, we had a bounce house in the back. We have ponies out front. Ponies out front. Yeah, ponies out front. That's bounce house. Bounce houses in the back. Ponies out front. You know, pin the tail on the donkey was going. The uh, the flat top was like was firing on all cylinders. What, what was on the menu? Uh, I did, um, I did sliders, mm. um, uh, hot dogs and chicken mm. cheesesteaks. Mm. And you would have actually loved this. I had two separate people, uh, you know, one of them being, uh, Chris Cody. Cause you, cause you, you, you know exactly how this is. When you break out the flat top, the Blackstone, people are enamored by it. We are not the car guys, but this is like us popping yes. the, the hood on the 75 Stang, and then everyone stands around and just admires, and it's just like, oh, you take the restrictor plate off, give the red line a little more drag, and you're just like, of course. Hey, Mike. Yeah, hey, Mike. Like, yeah, so Mike. it was like, everybody was just like enamored with the Blackstone. It's, it's going, and I had two separate people come up to me 
and said, because we had, you know, we had a good amount of people there. You know, we had like about 40 people here. Ooh. And I had two separate people say, hey, you, uh, you, you got this? Are you, uh, you, for the, all of these people? They must not have known. Why? I was. Who, I, who, were they strangers that just happened to walk up? One of they them were was, not a family One member. of them was Chris. No. Yeah. One Cody? Was Cody. And Christopher, for this being your best friend and best friend adjacent right here, for you to not know the level of grillability between these two men grillaby, sitting here. Grillaby. Grillab, grib, grillability. Grillaby. Grill, oh, you're I trying to shorten trying, it was, too much. Yeah, couldn't. Look, the grillability between these two right here is, I, I want to say, like unmatched in the Southern Hemisphere. It really is. You don't in want the both. Yeah. So uh, I, it, I, I didn't laugh or scoff. Okay. It took me everything. But I said, honey... I used to work at a diner, mm-hmm. and this is like, this is child's play when it comes to Sunday morning at the at the diner. This is soft pitch t-ball. Yeah, it it was. I was like, stand back and watch the kid work. And um, did, did was there any talk after said food was handled? Oh, I mean, everyone was just like, holy shit, like, like. I, Two people, but text- even from him, even from Chris. Oh no! Was he like, "Oh, I apologize profusely"? No, You're clearly they know. an expert. They know. I Chris. did have two people uh, text me after the uh, like the next day and said, uh, "Just purchased a uh, a yep. flat top." Yeah, the flatty. We're flatty daddies, as we're you guys flatty know. Daddies. Um, but I've had multiple people do the thing where where I'm grilling and they just they're kind of like looking at it and then they just do the. So how much is one of these? Because I see the wheels already turning in their head. How do I negotiate this in? Yeah. Like to my household. And it was funny too because, and I didn't say it back to him, but, you know, the asshole like narcissist in me wanted to hit them back and say, because I know what they're doing. They're watching me on there and they think that that's how it's going to go. You know, you think you're MJ and then you get in front of that basket that you bought at the house and you're clanking them off the side into the street. Can't even get it. There's a truck coming. How did Alex and Jordan do this? This Mm. uh, because I'm over here and I don't know where to put what. Yeah. 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 But I didn't say it back to them because the they gonna learn today. Yeah, because the flat top, you know, it looks like it's easy and it is easier, but it's no grill. It's no grill. Mm-mm. 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 You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, we're talking to like literally two of the faces on Mount Rushmore of grilling. We're talking. You and I are on the Mount Rushmore of of flatty daddies. Yes. We don't. There's the the other two spots are open, unconfirmed. You know, maybe those two get filled. of the faces have been already. You know, shot with the laser like in Richie Rich to, to, to you know, the laser yeah. to like carve out my nose. Yeah. And then the other two are ni- a nice just flat portrait. And it could be anyone. Um, uh, I'm going to just open up another tab as we always do because mm-hmm. you just reminded me. Guilty Pleasure Music uh, movie that that, uh, that we go in. Richie uh, Rich. Richie Rich. And what's the uh, blank check? Blank check. Ugh. Wow, you reached Sinbad. so deep into the '90s right there, and just pulled those out of your hoo-ha. Blank check's better than Richie Rich, right? Mm, I'm going the other way on that. I'm you, a Richie Rich guy, and and and, and, I, and I get blank, blank check. check. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Thank you, idiot. Uh, yeah. So had a big party here. Um, 
it was yeah it was it was it was nuts so everyone had a good time and then about you know right smack dab middle in that shit uh packers game mm. uh the toilet started it what the toilet okay my toilet okay uh my little nugget yeah it, uh it uh it's it He's started leaking it started leaking leaking started leaking oh no um we had some backup we had some blockages uh you know it wasn't good i was thinking of you and i was just like jordan's gonna just lay in call me scott piper because i know about all the pipe problems that, yeah that you could possibly um have. so uh you know had the had to have the i well, you, give me this though because i had to have the plumber come out but just admit now that you have a small ass toilet and you have no idea why you've kept it this long. Uh, on record? Yes. On record, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the well-fed boy does mm. not have a well-fed toilet. No. He does not. The well-fed boy has a toilet that can cannot intake the outtake. It, yeah. To me, it's just a simple addition and subtraction. It's mathematics for you. Yeah. It's very, very simple. Yeah. Rudimentary stuff. That toilet can't handle someone a quarter of your size so let's go into what did you learn this week alex learned yeah. this week that uh the toilet is too small yeah um but i will say uh when the plumber came yeah i i called it i knew i had called what i thought was the reason why it you happened. called your shot babe yeah and um so before and and, and the only reason why i'm going in the story is because it's going to end with a psa for the listeners. Mm. So the, uh, the, the plumber comes down. He, 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 he does. He uh, remind me of the story of you when you had the plumber, he comes out, he goes, Hey, this is what it was. And there's a pile of mm. dinner napkins laying on like right outside. And I knew it because when we were setting up here, uh, my mother put a pile of dinner napkins on the back of the toilet. Thinking for hand stuff? For hand stuff because... And Did when you I, run out of teepee? No, I had plenty of teepee. Someone didn't see the roll was going low, grabbed the napkin well, as a last second parachute. No, what she was doing, because in what I found out after, because I said it was your fault, mom. Uh, she goes, well, I only put the napkins back there because of COVID. And I was like, Mom, we're throwing a party. COVID's out the window at that point. Mm. And she so she was concerned that people a were gonna futile you know, gesture. Yeah. So she, you know, she was concerned that people were gonna be using like the, the towel and they didn't want to do it because of COVID. But I'm yeah, the 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 plumber pulls me out and he's got there's a wad of those designer napkins on my So front you porch. knew. Yeah. You knew. Yeah. Perfect. So uh Learned a little lesson in toilet toiletry mm. this week. Um, it's too fucking small. You, uh, you, uh, first, first merit, first, uh, second. I was about to say this. Yeah, is it the second? This is a, yeah. You've got like 10 this year. Oh, no, no, no. This was the, yes, this was first. Okay. I thought you meant was this their first wedding? Because the answer is no. Right. This was their second yes. wedding. 
because we did a small one for Cat and Cody Mazel Tov last year in the Keys, mm-hmm. and they had already put the deposits and stuff down, yada, yada, yada. So we all had to drive up to Orlando and had a beautiful wedding, and all that was great. It was good. But that's not really what I want to talk about. Yeah, that you know me because you know I'm gonna ask ask follow up questions. We like to talk, why do Weekend we, we like great. to talk weddings? Weekend was great. All that was good. You know what wasn't great? The city of Orlando. It's I the, hate it. Is it a city? I hate everything about it. It's Disney. There is not. Uh, uh, and look, the wedding was beautiful. All that was fun. But the whole time I'm there, I'm like, what the fuck is is? I'm just. Um, I feel like there's just a thin layer of skeezy scum on me at all times. I don't know why. I feel like that's what most people would maybe say about, like, Jacksonville. Not thinking about, like, the beach and stuff. But I I don't know what it is. I have a... I'm sorry to all of our Orlando fans. Don't be sorry. But Orlando and I are just... We we're in a lifelong beef. Okay. I don't want to go there unless I have to. Um, I was already negotiating with wife about when we have children, how little I want to go there. Just, I know we're going to go, but I want it to, I want it on the record for the Senate to hear it. That Mm -hmm. early on, I was anti Disney way before they ever even get here. So I know we'll have to go, but anti Disney. I mean, look, I moved to Melbourne when I was young and I went to all those parks. Like you age out. And the people that don't age out that still when go. When was the last time you've been to Disney? and weird. When's about the last time you've been to Disney? I don't know. Probably. Over 10? Over yeah. 15? Over 10, maybe 15. See, I was like that too. But uh, probably 15 Ian Haywood Jablomi and I, we went up there. Uh, I don't remember, like three years ago. And I had a ball, and and it rejuvenated my Disney. I, mean, I think maybe you might you might is need my that. Disney tank empty? I like because mine was too, and because they had went up there. He had a girlfriend that was like obsessed with Disney, and they went up there like two times, just coming back with the Mickey Mouse ears, and they're just having a ball. And I said, all right, next time I went in, and I went up there, and I totally was like head first in in, in the uh, Mickey Mouse. Just had on ice cream in hand. Yeah. it's all over your hand. I was I was like, this place is, is magic. It is a magical place. <sighs> Maybe the podcast will go. Yeah. I, that's, that's probably the, the best way you can get me up there again. Either way, uh, great weekend. Fuck Orlando. And uh, otherwise, it was great. Sweet. Um, uh, like we said, we have a nice cowboy steak of an episode for you. So uh, we are, we're going uh, to get right into it, if, that, if that's okay with you. Let's do it. Hey. It's Principal Asaman. Frank, where have you been? Are you here? You told me last week that you were taken off because uh, you had a scratchy throat. And wink, wink. But if you are here, you need to get to the cafeteria stat because Taco Tuesday did not go so well. All right? You need to get in there. Somebody put a little bit too much, you know, cayenne pepper in the beef. And the kids are, they're sitting down, and you know exactly what's coming out. It's its all over the place. Mm. So get to the cafeteria stat. Thanks. So was the wink wink like like Frank is sick? COVID. Or he's not sick? COVID. It was COVID. Oh, he's winking because he has COVID. He's got COVID. Well, I think as we learned, let's not jump to any conclusions until Frank gets a test. Um... I guess we learned that. I like to jump to conclusions. <laughs> I um, have a mat. Yeah, right. 
Uh, so I need you to talk to me about Mr. Rory Gallagher. Woo! And that's the sound I make when me likey. Um, messing with the kid was my jam. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Um, I wrote here, uh, the other one was a garbage man blues laundromat. Um, I, you can definitely hear the muddy waters influence. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously like all of that, that Delta blues permeates in, into what, um, what he was doing. The interesting thing I thought about Rory Gallagher was, when you're listening to, and I don't know enough about guitar to truly probably speak about this intelligently, but it his uh, Rory's blues was was cleaner, and it didn't have as much of I don't know if it's reverb or what it what it's called, but it wasn't like dirty rock. It was clean blues, and I don't know how else to. He's explain the only it. guitarist in the band. Yeah. So you and, don't have that rhythm. You don't have anyone else in there. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe it's that or there's not as much feedback. I don't know what it is, but if you listen to some of that Delta Blues, you know, from the United States and then you listen to him, I feel like just on an ear sound without the lyrics, you'd be able to tell that little difference in guitar. So so listen to that um and tell me what you think about that. But uh I really enjoyed it. He will it, he's immediately welcomed in to the blues playlist. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in. Are you mad at me for waiting so long? Yes. I, I, here's Scott. He, Scott hit me up too. He was pretty pissed. Here's what makes me more upset though is if you were holding on to that one for this long, how many <laughs> other ones do you have that you still haven't told me about? Because um, that's the most funked up part of it. Yeah. I'd love to say not many, but yeah, there's a treasure trove. There's there. probably a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you pick up on the live stuff being yeah, a yeah. little bit more mm -hmm. for sure? Yeah. Um, there's certain, you know, to me, I would think more blues, uh, players, live stuff was the better stuff, especially back in the day. Cause it was, um, you know, to me, blues is very raw. Like you're not going to, in my thoughts, at least mix and master a lot of the sound or, or maybe the sound in the studio changes it in a sense because it's being professionally recorded in a room made for it. But to me, that almost outdoor sound, you can almost hear it through the live stuff. And I like that much more. Yeah. And he's, and he's also the guitarist that cannot be tamed. Like, and that's why I think his live stuff is better than his studio stuff because the studio makes you have, you know, you got to have a, th uh, you know, three and a half minute song and get it, get it in, get it out. You get yeah. one solo where Rory doesn't get down like that. He's coming in hot. He's, he's, you know, it's, he, he's, he's got a couple solos, you know, there's his six minute, he's got, you'll see, you know, on the playlist, he's got like six, seven, you know, yeah, eight, nine, nine minute, minute songs, songs yeah. but they have to be that long. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because, I feel like with blues and rock more than anything, and it may be because there's so much instrumentation in it though, but like you're going to hear more deviations when it's live. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, yeah, you get like the big brass band and funk and stuff like that too that'll take it off in a in a distance, but there's so many songs where you hear it on the album 
and then you'll hear the live version. And, you know, Allman Brothers were known for that, where they'll make, you know, a song 10 minutes longer than it was supposed to be just at that show right now. Yes. And yeah. they, they'll never play it that way ever again. Never again. They're just going into a, a mode right there where they're going to fucking just go off on this on this specific tangent this one time. I've always thought about that, too, with, like, yeah, like, Allman Brothers and, like, those type of, like, bands where... You know when they make the songs and they're in the studio, like they're they're you know they're ten minute songs, and then like the producer, the engineer is like, guys, we gotta cut it down. It's probably so freaking hard for like you know, yeah, like th- those those bands to like chop it down because you that you're essentially just saying you, you got to get rid of like tons of parts. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure when they go in, they go in with like a hey, you know, keep it to four and a half minutes. You know what I mean? Right. Something like that. I doubt they're like cutting full solos out or something like that, you know? Um, but it was definitely interesting. It's all good shit. I loved all of it. And uh, it'll be added. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for Jenner's Closet, correct? Uh, well, are you going to ask me what I learned this week? Yeah. Or yeah, do, yeah. You, do you... How how strong uh, do you feel about your what did I learn this week? Because I feel like you were kind of flexing a little. I wasn't flexing a little bit. It was more of this week. I I took a page out of your book mm. and I did you know a history local history thing. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, because you said out of my book earlier to me, and I was like, well, this book's pretty big. I don't know what he, which right. what page he's talking about. Right. Okay. So, Alex. What did you learn this week? Okay. So this week, I, uh, like I said, I took a little page out of your book and I did a little local history. Okay. And I, uh, I was thinking, I was like, how can I do a local history? How can I like, you know, just cuck fucking Jordan, you know, on his, what did you it, learn? It's a competition. Yes. It's turned, well, for me, it, silently turn into a it's competition? It's turned into a competition, I think, just for me. Yeah, see, you are so many laps behind at yeah. this point that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I looked, I wanted to look up uh, Miami. Okay. And where does, where does the, where does the city of Miami's name come from? Okay. So that's what I looked up. Okay. Uh, and it comes from a, uh, 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 an Indian tribe, a Native American tribe. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Miami M A Y A I M the Miami, okay. The Miami were a Native American people who lived around Lake Miami, which is now Lake Okeechobee, okay, in the Belgrade area of Florida from the beginning of the Common Era until the 17th or 18th century. So pretty much about 1800 years. Okay, you know they were there for a minute. And, and the then language the white people showed up. Yeah, and then the languages of the Miami and also the Calusa and Tequesta tribes—they all were there in Central Florida. Uh, they all Miami in their languages meant big water, obviously okay. for Lake Okeechobee. Perfect. The origin of the Miami language is not determined. Uh, there literally was only ten words from the language, even recorded. So they were very, they were, it was a really obscure tribe. Um, and in 1743, uh, the, the Spanish missionaries, they, uh, they were sent to Biscayne Bay. And they reported that there were just about 100 people left uh, down there in, in Biscayne. And they lived about four days north of Miami, actually, the, north, uh, the Miami River. 
Okay. And um, they literally only survived for very little because uh, once the Spanish lost control of Florida, i.e., the white people came in and kicked them the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the treaty, uh, the Treaty of Paris in 1963 was made. Uh, they all the the rest of the the Miami tribe were sent to Cuba. Oh, okay. So just shipped them off, huh? Shipped them off. Okay. So that's uh, that's what I learned this week. Um, I always love the Native American stuff. Yeah, and I'm always I don't know why surprised like when I looked it up and I'm like of course Miami's named after a Native I had American a feeling tribe. it was that or Spanish or or like related to the Spanish in some type like Florida obviously is like right. you know comes from Flores you know flowers shit like that. So Jordan, what did you learn this week? Well, speaking of big water. Let me tell you, I was listening to uh, one of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder, which I took you to a live show uh, a couple years ago, and they told this fascinating story about a man named Jose Salvador Alvar... Alvar... Give it Alvarenga. To Alvarenga? Yeah, Alvarenga. Jose Where, Alvarenga. Where's he from? Originally um, from El Salvador, but at this point he was living in Mexico. So my man's is uh, basically a fisherman. He employs this this guy to take him out. He basically goes out like 60, 70 miles on like a little 22-foot boat, catches a bunch of fish, brings them back, sells them. What the year market. are we in? Can I ask? Or do we know? Or is yeah. That... Uh, this is in 2012. Okay, yeah. Recent times. Okay. So he that's, that's what he does. So uh, when he's out there fishing in 2012... A storm comes through, and it knocks the motor off the back of the boat. Okay. Now, I'm going to freeze the story right now and ask you, Alex, if you were stuck in the ocean on a boat with very little uh, equipment and materials, how long do you think that you could survive on that boat? You have no oars, nothing to truly paddle with. I mean, do I have like a jug of water? Minimal. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking four days. Four days. And you know why I say four days? Mm -hmm. The sun. I think I'm getting sunburnt to a, I think, I think, because I can't, I have no shade. Yeah. So I think I am getting. You have the clothes on your back. I have the clothes on my back and I think that I'm getting burnt. I think by day four, my skin is burnt to a fucking crisp. Okay. I think I'm lasting longer than you only because you, you have more mass. Wait, are you on the boat with me? Well, in... Because then just, I'm saying two weeks. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. He did have a guy on the boat with him when okay. this happened. Okay. It was him and... Uh, How long do you think? That I could go? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking in that one to two week range. Are you doing... Are you saying that because mind over matter stuff? Or because mm, well, that's that's why I was like I'm just gonna juggle. say arrogantly and without any true backup information that I just feel like I you would think somehow be, able, be a better survivalist. Than you, you think that you'll be able to fish off the boat, get a couple of you know hoggers in there, and have some sustenance? Well, let me tell you about Jose because I'm definitely Renga. I'm definitely like you and me are on the boat and like. 
the end of day one, I'm turning to you go and I'm saying, I'm gonna dude, let me I'm gonna drink some of the salt water. You can't, and you're like you can't and you're yelling and water. you're yelling at me. And I'm going, I know, but I'm and then chapped. like day two, I'm already taking care of your body. Like you're just laying there. And oh, can't wait, do are you lasting two weeks because your cannibalism? Well, we're gonna talk about that. Anyways, so Jose Alvarenga. My mans and his buddy get lost at sea. Now, he is as good a fisherman as you could possibly be. He's you. He's been fishing for 40 years. He knows his shit. Uh, 30 years, sorry. And he was able to dangle stuff outside the boat. And when fish came up, grab them. You. Out of the water. It's you. Uh, He somehow got birds to come and land on a little perch. And when they cut, when he when they landed, he would grab them and eat them. My guy's handsy. This guy lasted on the boat four hundred and thirty eight days. Jesus fucking Christ! That's eating, by the way, raw fish, raw seagulls, and other raw birds. Collecting water through little plastic, uh, like um bottles that would float by he'd grab those and catch rainwater in them he lasted he drifted from the west coast of mexico up to the marshall islands oh that is 6500 miles wait all right can uh can you can you repeat that whole sentence again he drifted from the west coast of mexico West, West coast of Mexico. Okay. To the Marshall Islands. Where's that? 6,500 miles away on the other side of the fucking Pacific. Okay. Can I change how long I think I would survive? Um, from four days? Yes. Yes. Five days. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but this man went through all this crazy shit. The other guy... Um, ate a bird that had a snake in it that was poisonous and got really sick and almost died, but then was too paranoid to eat any more of the birds because he thought he might get poisoned again, so he starved to death. Okay. And then that was about eight months in, and this was 438 days he lasted. So that's eight months in, 430 days... You got 365 is 12. That's like another so that, six months after he's dead. That's six to seven months. That's another, yeah, six months. Six months after so. he's dead. Yeah, that you're so, by yourself. So let's let's call it, uh, so let's call it 18 months this guy was at sea. It was, yeah, it was like right? uh, 14 months, 14 months total. Oh, okay, 14 months total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and homeboy, uh, it was lasted eight months in. But only because this guy was such a dope fisherman. That he was able to catch right, all that but shit. so then he went on another just six months solo dolo, solo dolo, and that's the part that really is badass. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so my man's made it back, crawled to the beach after he realized it was getting shallower. Some people like came out there and like, "What the fuck is this?" And there was this. It went pretty. It got pretty famous like all over the world and stuff. And they take him back to Mexico after he's in the hospital for like two weeks. And my man's goes back to El Salvador, and he's back there with his family now. We got to get him on the pod. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I try to limp in mm. with mines, and then you come in just from the top rope. 
I mean, I told you, um, I told you I had the fire. Yeah, so you did. You did. There is a book out there too. I believe it's called 438 Days as well. So if uh, if you want to check that out, but yeah, the name of the book should be called uh, "Big Dick from El Salvador." Yeah, you absolutely, know? Jose, you're the man. Yeah, Jose, you're the man. That's some good stuff. Yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, now this might be a little bit of a hard transition, but I think there's a transition there because there's death, mm-hmm. and we are really excited to bring this back and also introduce it to um, our wonderful podcast. Yeah. We, uh, and when I say we, you and I and Scott Piper are, we are the trio of best friends. That anyone ever had. Um, we, uh, how, we started Deadpool. How long I think, ago? I think, I think Elbow Baggins Benny was in on it maybe for a year or two. Not okay for a couple. Yeah, just for a little bit though. Um, we so if for some of you out there, um, explain to them what a Deadpool is. So I think did we not originally start right after the Deadpool movie came out? And we I were think talking, so. So I don't know when that came out, like five, six years ago, seven years ago, but we have changed some of the parameters. So well, hold on. You're the you're Deadpool is over. we are we are uh, predicting who uh, who a celebrity we'll call it right someone Cele- that we all know a famous person at least uh, that we all know that will die this year. Yes. Now we run this a little bit different because we run up until November thirtieth, and then we get the month of December to pick who it will be for the next right right then so we're a little late but now when now when we stopped that we stopped this uh because of one uh well spoiler alert um we stopped it because of COVID. i think it was a little you know it was a little too much on the nose and i think we all were like let's not like you You don't want to kick a horse when he's down yes but the last time we did this jordan won and it was the first time any anyone has won. Yes. And not only did Jordan win, uh, like he said, the parameters that we had was we stopped at the end of November, and then we had all of December to pick, and then it started again in on January first. He picked George uh, George Bush Senior. Mm-hmm. And for I'm looking it up right for now. those that you don't know, George Bush Senior died November I believe it was November 30th. It was the I think it was the last day that you were that you were eligible. Do you, are you looking it up? Yeah. In my in my memory it was the last day. It was November 30th, 2018. Do you have a do you have a time? No. No. I bu- Wikipedia. In my who cares? Last day? That's basically a buzzer beater. It was wild. It was wild. So Jordan won. And oh, thank you. Uh, good job. And so we're bringing it back. And Correct. we're bringing it back with with full vengeance. Um, and we're setting parameters. And I also want to set uh, prizes. Well, since we're late, why don't we... Can I negotiate with you that this year we will go until the end of the actual year? 
and we will have until the end of the year to make our next selection sometime in December. That's our selecting uh, time. What What do you mean? Like right now, it's only going to go till November thirtieth, right? Because it's the it's the end of January. So let's go till the end of December. But after the first after the first of December, we got to start picking who it's going to be next year. Well, well, wait, that didn't make sense. You said the end of December, then after the first of December. Who our next person is for next year? When do we get to end? Just the end of the year. Oh, so you're saying, oh, pop, oh, pop, pop right now out till the end of December, oh, and then from December first to December thirtieth, that's your time frame to pick for next year. I don't like that. Why? It's better and more efficient. No. Okay. I'm saying no to that. Is that okay? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sure. saying no to that. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking. But then if someone dies between November 30th and December 30th, then they, would ne- they wouldn't count for either. No. Right. But the, the, what I'm thinking of is you're, you know, I'm, 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 I'm thinking you're going to win and you, your, your person dies you know, in that like I December hit a bu- buzzer beater, bro. And then now I'm mad because I'm just like, well, you already picked a new one, and like that's not fair. Yeah, but that new I'm person only now. starts on January. Yeah, 1st. I'm mad. Okay, fine. Um, so so param- let's let's do parameters first before we go over our picks. So they have to die before November thirtieth. Yes, November thirty first. No, thirtieth. Thirtieth. Okay. Um, the other thing that we changed was, as I just said, uh, George W. Senior was 94 years old. And we said that that's a little too old. Yes. So this person this year has to be 85 or younger. That's who we have to choose from. Yes. And I think we both said this time we're going to do a guy and a girl. We're going to do a guy and a girl. Usually we only picked one, but we are a podcast of equality. Correct. Even when it comes to life or death. Yes. And um, I'm hoping also, we don't have the same ones. Uh, also, to um, the person cannot already have an, like an ailment, a yeah, pre-existing you, you condition. You can't be like on your deathbed going yeah. into the year. You can't have like yeah. a cancer diagnosis. Yes. You can't have any public health crises that would be easy pickings or low hanging fruit. Right. So I think that should have been implied, but. For all you tricksters out there. Yes. So you can text us 305-741-3671 with your Deadpool picks. Play along. Yeah. Well, if you play along and you and you and you and you uh and you submit them, you will be a part of the prize. Oh, okay. So do you have prizes? Um, I don't have prizes, but I'd like to uh like noodle it out with you right now. Okay. What were you thinking? I'm thinking, you know, obviously like Food stuffs, you know, easy. Yeah, to do. Speaking of food stuff, Zach Wallach stopped by the office today and asked where his sub was. So I think we need to send that via Uber Eats. Okay, we gotta do that. We gotta do yeah. that immediately. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We gotta do that immediately. Yeah. He gave me a what the fuck from across. Well, the room. I believe you said you were gonna take care of that. Mike said he was gonna take care. Mike of Mike did. Yes. I thought we, we have gonna... the Uber Eats account for the show on his phone. On Mike's phone. Oh, see, Mike now again is doing through the glass. It's on Magpie. It's on Magpie's. It's her. It's her account. Well, Mike's actually, Mike's saying, he's showing me his phone, and his phone is from the 1980s. Wow. So it doesn't even fucking wow. have Uber Eats. Jesus. So let's 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 not do food, though. 
What do you think about this? Okay, talk the to winner me. gets we we if we want to we buy a concert ticket to whoever you want to see. All right, there's got to be some time. I'm not paying eight hundred dollars for you to go to Elton John. No, it's it's uh uh fifty and under, fifty bucks and under, deal. And when we yeah. A reasonably priced, we don't even need to put a number on it. Reasonably pl- priced yes, ticket. There, there you go. Because if you're going to see someone dope, you're going to tug at our musical heartstrings and we're going to look at each other and say, we're at that age. Fuck yes. it. Charge it to the game. Yes. So a reasonably pl- priced ticket to a show. One ticket. Mm-hmm. One ticket. Deal. Okay. So um, I want to hear. Your male choice okay. first. Okay. My male Deadpool choice for 2022 through November 2022 is going to be Jim Brown. Jim Brown. How old is he? 85. 85. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? You can call it cherry picking. But I've already, you know, you you grab that rebound, and I was already three quarters of the way down the court. Mm-hmm. Throw me the ball, just you know, LeBron to Wade, and let me put it up. Okay. So Jim Brown. That's a good one. Is it? I mean, the, the guys beat up, guys old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is for the noobs out there, for the people that you know are thinking about theirs, and they're gonna text in. You want to get somebody. That you haven't heard from in a while. Yeah. You know? Or, or someone that led a life of, of you know, like, you know, you could probably, like, go Keith Richards or something. And, right. and that, yeah. like, you know he'd done seen some stuff. That right. guy could pop off at 62 or he could live to be 150. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, you want to you wanna think about the, the miles on those tires. You know, like, you know, like one of, you know, one of the, um, one of the tactics that I, that I did and I do mm-hmm. when I'm thinking of a person, I'm like, okay, I, I want to pick them. I go to YouTube and I look up their last interview. And oh. if they're just stud, if they're just you did some like you did some. If you they're did studying some, like, and they're uh, decrepit, I'm just like, yeah, huh? this person's going down fast. Okay, well, yeah. Alex, who is your male so, Deadpool? Yeah, my male Deadpool candidate this year is Cheech and Chong. Cheech. <sighs> I don't like my pick anymore. I like Cheech. I, I I did Cheech. I thought he was already dead. Uh, perfect. Damn it. Perfect. How old is he? Uh, he's, uh, 76. Okay. Yeah. Tommy Chong's still with us too? Yep. See, I, I feel like I've I feel heard like from he'll Tommy. Outlive. I've, I've, I feel yes. like I've heard from Tommy a lot. I haven't heard from Cheech in a while. I haven't heard from Cheech in yeah. uh, no a movies. while. No movies. Nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. I don't think he's done anything in a long time though. No. Yeah, like he, he was a, a rocket that just went to the top and then like quickly came back. Down. Yeah. So Tommy I, got on that '70s show, and he's just a fucking legend, right? Yeah. So I will now go with my actually female. very quickly Jim Brown. By the way, I just watched uh, One Night in Miami. Good movie. Check that out. Uh, definitely seen. That. I know. I know that movie. Do you? No. It's about him and Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali and Sam Cooke all in a hotel room after Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston and what happened through that night. Wow. Good movie. Peep that. 
But go ahead. So okay. you're so Jim Brown and Cheech. Cheech, Cheech Martin. Right? Cheech Marin. Marin? Marin. Not Martin. Not Martin. Okay, Cheech Marron. Thought it was Martin my whole life. Um, okay, you're female. Uh Dolly Parton. Ooh. I'm killing her off. No, 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 off, no, no, no. After all the goodwill that she's established over the last few years, dude, she did. That's the, fucked up. She did the goodwill. She she pumped all that money into COVID. And is it going to be COVID? That it's going to be COVID. Oh my god, it's going to be COVID. Man. You're killing Do- Dolly Parton with COVID. Yep. Oh my god. How old is she? She is all uh, seventy-five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who do you got? My female. Deadpool member is going to be Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Yeah. Now but I'm that's thinking about want... your activity level now, and I feel like she's still doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't love my picks. Yeah. I also wanted a honorable mention was going to be, or should I not even say it? No, no, yeah, yeah. Honorable mention just because I want him but, to uh, kind of die. Can I put another uh, stipulation in? Yeah. If you say this honorable mention, you're not allowed to use them next year. You can use them after next year, just not the next, the most immediate year. Can I? Can we? Are we? Can we agree to that? Or it's such a good one, though. You want it for next year. I kind of want it for next year. I kind of want right. to keep it in my back pocket. All right, so. I'm keep it in the back pocket. All right, that's a te- that's a professional year long teaser. That's a <laughs> that's a professional year long teaser. Well, actually, we're gonna pick by December first this year, right? Yes. For next year. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so those are the picks. So those are the picks. Lock them in. Uh, Vegas, you're listening. MGM, you're listening. Uh, lock Draft those Kings. in. DraftKings, lock those in. Those are our picks. And um, uh, speaking of teaser, uh, I am going to get up and grab the Uber Eats that just got dropped off to the door. And when I do that, I need you to buffer right now. Actual Uber Eats that yes. just got dropped off? You know what it is. Oh, I forgot. Oh, my God. So do I... Also, it's also very funny that you Uber eats it, but I love that. So I think last... Was it last week? We were talking about um, yeah. having the... It's vegan-friendly... Uh, or vegan KFC... Is it tenders or nuggets? Uh, nuggets. So it's the nuggies. Yeah. And so you have you have ordered some and we are you went and grabbed a cold one just to just to wash it down in case yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. So it's beyond chicken. Beyond chicken. Okay, so it's we supposed got to the be KFC chicken. beyond chicken nuggets. Beyond chicken. Okay. Got a rummage. I love how they You rummage and then you rip. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm gonna hand them to you so you can check them out first. Okay, let me see what these I got. Us a couple sauces. Like. Okay. Uh, we are going to live taste test uh, the KFC uh, Beyond Chicken Nuggets. Uh, we, I've read all. I've just read all the horror stories. No, nothing that I've read. Nothing has, good. Nothing has said that they're gonna be good. How look, do, I, I have not seen them yet. You're looking at them now. They look like a deeper fried, uh, a darker, almost bowling alley-esque chicken finger nugget. Ooh, that sounds good. Well, so I'm going to hand this to you now, and you tell me, how would you describe that? Okay, this is good for us. This is real. I'm really happy about this because, yeah, they're super burnt. 
They're super fried, and I think that works in our favor. Yeah. Well, first off, you could fry a piece of shit, and it would probably taste decent. Um. Uh, I want. I know we. I know we know that these aren't supposed to be good, but I want us to try to be as unbiased as possible. Okay. okay. And we're gonna raw dog the first one. You don't get any sauce. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So let's do it. One, two, two three. three. Tastes like chicken. Tastes pretty good. Tastes like chicken. For, for fake-ass chicken? That tastes like chicken. The only thing I would say is that... On, I know it got delivered, so it's not like it's fresh off, hot off the press, but... If you had not told me that this was vegan chicken and you were like, hey, I got these like these tenders or, or these nuggets like two hours ago, but then I had to make a couple stops on the way over to your house and they just sat there in my car and kind of got like old. You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Mm -mm. And they look, it looks, it doesn't look bad, you know? Yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks like a fried nugget. Now I will say the texture it's, is... It's is a little, it's a little tough, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. The texture is a little Sauce tough. Sauce helps it. Sauce helps it. I mean, you're putting lipstick on a pig, but... I'm not mad. The, it, the only thing is that that texture is a little chewy. That's pretty good. It's not bad. I think it's better than the... Uh, the fake burgers. Yes, I would agree. Like the Mick, the, the Impossible Possible, or whatever. Yeah, the Whopper Possible, or Impossible I would agree. Whopper. That's not that bad. Impossible. Yeah. Um, see, now you're doing the. Uh, yeah, I was doing what you were doing. Uh, grillability. 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 Mm -hmm. That was it. That wasn't that bad. No. I don't want another one because I'm I don't want to be chomp. One. You want to? You want another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll do one with you. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh. Go to the loony bin together. I gotta say, from all of the uh, um, reviews, this one wasn't as good. If this came, if this came, that texture's hard. If it came fresh that out of the fryer, hard. If it came fresh out of the fryer. I think it would be even less likely that you would know. I also feel like. What they had to do to take that probably somewhat healthy ingredient and turn it into looking and tasting like a fried chicken nugget probably made it worse for you than a chicken nugget. Um, it's tofu. It's got to be. To me, the Impossible Burgers and like that uh, Beyond Chicken stuff is basically like tofu or whatever. And just like how you have cheeseburger flavored pringles mm. they just inject the the taste the you msg know? yeah you know mm -hmm. when you have like the pizza fucking i i'm, I'm pringles the only thing i have like in my arsenal yeah like you would try the chicken and waffles pringle and it fucking tasted like chicken and waffles right it's a chip it's not supposed to taste like that right yeah um not that i i got like there are you give it out of 10 out of 10 well out of 10 for... Being just a wankster, fake-ass food. Yeah, not out of 10 as for being a real no, chicken nugget. No, this is below... Like, the 10 here is really like a 3. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Yeah. 
I was thinking I'm gonna probably give it about a, a six and a I half. I was thinking six, yeah. But like honestly, I until you said it, if you didn't tell me, I would I would chop. Well, I, I would I would know it was old though. Yes. If, if you didn't, you had to have been like I said, drive around in your car for three hours. It's just in the bag, sitting there. Yeah. Then and I eat it hours later. Yeah. I would have to know that. Otherwise, it, I'd be like, this is weird. It was a little. It was a little tough though, because I feel like even the thirty minute, you know, old it's like cardboard. You had to just get it wet. Yeah, but even like I feel like the thirty minute old like nugget from whatever fast food is probably it's softer. Yeah, you probably. Know? Yeah. Overall, I'd say not terrible. Not that bad. No. Like, and this is, you know, I I, I read several articles. I saw the all of the YouTube videos of people, you know, uh, doing the reviews on it. And they trash it. And that's not, I'm not trashing that. I'm also not like a stuck-up vegan. Exactly. Like, this is, you know, this is offensive. Like, it's okay. And you know what? Maybe when I'm not wanting to be such a fat ass and I go to Wendy's or fucking KFC, maybe Might I'll grab one of those. Maybe. Might grab one of those, maybe. right? Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm with you on that. I still that. want the large fry. But yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're definitely getting like the large fry, a couple large biscuits. Fry, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not mad at that. No, not mad. Um, so, uh, that was good. That was, that. I, I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. I actually saw the guy delivering that like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's just an Amazon package. And I didn't realize that that's what that was. Yeah. It's, I didn't tell you. Thank you. Cause I save it for the pod, baby. Yeah, man. That's all we do. Yep. Okay. So this was this, this next segment is, was really, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Um, so we did, the guilty pleasures, uh, guilty pleasure movies last week, mm-hmm. and we teased and said that we're going to be doing uh, the music version of that this week. Correct. Um, you now, got. How do you explain a guilty pleasure? Yeah, I, I wanna, let's I explain wanna, that. I don't think I don't think uh, Benny understood the assignment Jesus last week. Jesus Christ! But also, I think everyone might have some differing opinions of what counts. Yeah, Baghdad Benny like just didn't understand. He was like live tweeting us when he was listening to the episode, and he was sending us like movies that was like Roadhouse and stuff, and we we're just like, those are a guilty pleasure. For you idiots out there. Well, let's be careful because I don't even know if you and I have the same opinion of what a guilty pleasure is. Well, we're going to go over it. Yeah. But a guilty pleasure is a, is is something that most people would say is not good. You know, you, like a guilty pleasure for candy is it w- would be like if someone says uh, the candy peeps. Corn. Like peeps is like, you know, like peeps are not a good candy. Now, see, candy corn is not a good candy. I think the song can be a good song. I think it could be a a chart topping song. But I think a guilty pleasure is when I look at you, I would never think that you liked that song. Oh, so are you saying a guilty pleasure is uh, your if your audience doesn't think that it's good? No, well, because some of these songs that I have on here are very big songs, but you would also probably be like Jordan. You like music, 
why are you like I'm that? going my barometer for guilty pleasure is my barometer for guilty pleasure is the majority the society would say that's not a good song and but you think it is or you like it okay that's my barometer okay mine is a little bit different because I have big songs on here. That are very popular. So do I. I think. I think. I but think, okay. Yeah. Well, let's just see. Uh, you want to start us off? Yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll alternate. So go ahead. So, um, and I think this first one, when I say it, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that is such a guilty pleasure of yours." Um, my first. Guilty- I also. I just want to interrupt really quick. I have a feeling that you're gonna do this like music snobbery no. thing right now, where you're like, all of your songs, I'm gonna be like, huh? What? Mm. No, no, I, I, I think because it's only as embarrassing as the people who hear us right now being like, "You idiot!" No, I can't believe you like I that song. I think only one of them is just only because I don't think you might be just as well versed in that artist. Okay, go ahead. So my first one is LMFAO, <laughs> uh, Party Rock, Party Rock, and okay. and also Shake That. Both of those. Okay. And I did that for a lot of them. I hope I'm not in trouble with that where, like, the artists, I think they were just, no one's going to like it. And I had, like, multiple songs. I just like all, I like a lot of their shit. I so, have, LMFAO, uh, Party Rock. I'm trying to, like, stack my... That, is that a bad... No, that's, that's that's good. But that's, that, I don't think, I, it's, I guess it's polarizing in the sense that there's plenty of people out there that love that shit. But there's also other people that hear that and they're just like, ugh. I th- but I think that's a good guilty that's, pleasure. That's, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's also too like while when we do this, I want you know whoever's saying, I want the other person to be like, that is or is not a guilty pleasure. Because like if you say something, I'm gonna be like, no, that's just a good song. Well, I think this first one because I want to stack my deck to have my my heaters at the end. So um, I I actually put parenthetically after this, does this count? Smooth, Rob Thomas. Um, no, smooth is a good song. I mean, Carlos Santana's on. It. I know, but the 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 Santana. If you would have done Third Eye Blind, away because of because of him though. No, because if you would have done Third Eye Blind, I, I'd be with you. If you would have if you would have done, wish you would step outside. Like I would, I would give you that song. I hate that song. Smooth, smooth is a good song. Okay, Car- Carlos Santana's on it, bro. He is. No, look, I that's I put it in. I said does it okay. count? Right. Okay, do you want to you want me to go again and or you go. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I'll go. So this was the one that like I didn't think that like maybe you didn't know because it was it was it's country. But this is a country uh this is a country artist. It's it's I artists. Have one country song too. It's country artists um that are from like the 90s 2000s like not the good country that we like not the okay. whalings and cash <laughs> okay brooks and dunn like boot scoot and boogie is that the song yeah that's my I shit the song but i already hate the the get the name. down turn around go to town okay boot scoot and boogie <laughs> okay love that song Guilty. that's love when the, bo- that's when the bolo comes on yeah okay yeah all right uh, my next one is gonna be Creed Higher. Okay, now we're in it. Mm-hmm. You like that song? I. It's a guilty pleasure. You. Like I don't it. ever. To me, a guilty pleasure is also something I'm not seeking it out. 
I'm not playing it. No. I hear it, and I'm like, oh. And I start slapping. Yes. Creed. Okay. Higher. Wow, that's a really fucking bad song. Thank you. It's a really bad song. I have some other heaters. The worse so you know. the song is, the more it, it is yeah, like, commendable. Elevated. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, My third one here I have is uh, Sugar Ray. I just want to fly. Great choice. Absolutely <laughs> top 10. I'm right there with you. Great song. Uh, and I even put there too. Uh, when it's over, that's when oh, yeah. I fall in love. So how many again. do you have? Let me ask you. Um, I I've, need- got, I've got like, you know, I've got like maybe 10 here. Okay. So I don't have that many. All right. So I'm just going to go all of them. So the other one is... Uh, all encompassing from a movie, all the songs from Greece. Okay. All the songs. I was watching it the other day. Uh, I'll, I'll even say on my obligatory check-in movie list, popped in about halfway through, and I, 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 I didn't realize how quickly the songs come on in the movie. There's like a 45-second dialogue. This is really good of you because I think we have a situation where I'm a we have head. where <laughs> you're a greaser. Yeah, I'm a greaser. You're a T-bird. I'm a I'm definitely a T-bird. Dude, you're a T-bird, I'm a pink lady. Um <laughs> I think we have a crossover situation where I think Greece the movie might be an obligatory check-in and also a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And it might also be a guilty pleasure movie, too. That's what I'm talking about, the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying it's a guilty pleasure from last week, an obligatory check-in from a couple months ago. Yeah. And all the songs are guilty pleasure. Wow. Triple crown winner. There it is. Jesus. Secretariat. Really, really good there. Yeah. Really, really, I really like I literally, because I was trying to pick one song. Because. You absolutely can't. No. I came in during a, You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog when they're doing the dance competition. Dude. He leaves Sandy on on, on the... Uh, Sandy goes off to the side because that other guy takes the girl and, and pairs him with, with Danny Zuko. Yeah, and then... And then uh, Sandy's And upset. then they uh, moon him. Yeah. Blue moon. Ooh. I'm telling you, love that movie. Love everything about it. So, such a that good That was one movie. of the first movies where I was like, this guy... Is unquestionably cool. Uh, former Peacock, who did the whole entire soundtrack, Frankie Valley. There it is. Mm. See my guy. Do you see what it is? He, you know, he, he he's not just sitting next to me. Okay. I mean, that is also objectively. I'm not even going to say subjectively. That's objectively a good song. Yes. Greece. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that is. Um, you want to do another one because I might have more than you. Sure. Now this one you might not know, and. I also put this on for another reason. Love it when Jordan goes, you might not know. Because when he, he knows when he said that to me, I'm just like, all right, motherfucker. Be, just because it's so bad. Not because, like, <laughs> all right, Goo Goo Dolls, slide. Um, I know Goo Goo Dolls. So why don't you slide? No. Um, then they do. So this, they also did Iris. Iris, that's what yes. I, yeah. So um, from like the. Angels, uh, uh, Los Angeles, or Angels yes. of Los Angeles, yes. or whatever the fucking yes, yes, movie yes, is. Yes, 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 But I put here a parenthetical also. The lead singer looks like a man who looks like a woman who's trying to look like a man. The, <laughs> the lead singer looks like a man 
who's trying, trying to, to look, look like, like a, a woman, woman who looks who, like who a man. looks like a man, but also maybe had a little, just a little minor bout with meth. Yes. Also, who falls into that same category? <laughs> Nicole Kidman's husband, Keith Urban. Wow. Also, guy who kind of looks like a chick who kind of looks like a guy. Um, uh, another little fun fact for you: a lot of people, you know, Keith Urban, country guy, mm-hmm. Australian. That kind of makes a little more sense. You're a weirdo. Yeah, uh, that's that a makes, little nugget that people you, are like. You are too old to be having that 17 year old type of highlights from as a girl his hair is thin it's so weird it's thin it's so weird but that's on my list um this next one i think you'll really like and this okay. was the one on my list that i was like i think that this might not be a guilty pleasure i think it's just a good song okay joe stutter that's just a good song. That's just a good song, that's right? That's just a good song. Yeah, that's why. And then I the thought, remix with Mystical on yeah, it. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's. I shouldn't have. That's more off base than my. Uh, I don't know. Those are. I'd say those are about equal, right? Yeah. There. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna go another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawthorne Heights, Ohio is for lovers. I don't know that song. Oh, uh, maybe Hawth- I do. Hawthorne? No, you don't. Hawthorne Heights is um a really bad like tooth. They were right around uh. When um, what's the what's the band that Pete Wentz is in? Um, Late two thousands though, like oh seven oh eight. Is that yeah? What, you're what was about? the the band? Yeah, but whatever. It was a it was a late or oh, early. T- are you talking about um, the big one? Panic at the Disco. No, but that was an amazing. That was I, yo. I could put some Panic at the Disco songs on this goddamn list. Yeah, for sure. The, <laughs> actually, Panic at the Disco. Uh, I don't know what the fuck it's called. They have like they their have, names of they, their they're like sentences. Yeah, their names of their songs. Don't are ask like us how we know. Creeping that. through the back door of a window. Yes, it's like you know while your dad's watching. It's just like that's the name of the song. Yeah, that's an entire stanza. Yeah. Okay, so it's my turn. I think this one, this one is a very good song, but it's a guilty pleasure for Jay. Alanis Morissette. Isn't it ironic? Um. I'm gonna give you guilty pleasure on that one. So gonna, not a good song. You don't like that song. Uh, that no. chorus. Come on. I'm I'm not no because it it's a good song, but it's one of those. I think it's like Nickelbacking where I you know you know, remember I called like you know Nickelbacking where like you know the internet and people love it and everyone just goes with the flow. I think most people would say like, oh yeah, Alanis Morissette, that's a good song, but they don't know that song. And you're saying it because you know the song. Yeah, yeah, I like that song. Yeah. It was a good good write, too. I hate yeah. that song. Perfect. I hate that song. It's a guilty pleasure for Jay. It's a hit. Um, so now this next one for me is... Let me the, see, I have... One. I've got one, two, I've got... I've got, I've got uh, four more. I have two more. So go ahead. Give me two, and then we'll go back and forth. So this next one was fun for me because I was hoping, fingers crossed, that it might be on your list. Okay. Collie Buds. That's a good song. Come Around. That's a great song. Finally, the earth come around. I still listen to that song. It's a good song? Yeah, it's on my white boy reggae playlist. Would people say it's a good song? I think so. I think I think the reggae community would say that it's uh, it's decent. I mean, I don't know. Any, I mean, he used a, I think a popular beat for that, but 
I think that's a good song. Okay. Okay. And that is on my list. We, I saw her. Is we, it on your list? No, no, no. No. Oh. No, God. no, but it's it's on my uh I just love that song. I, you we and saw I him, loved did you it. see him in concert with me? Um, in, at Freebird in Jax? Yeah, with Modest Yahoo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I almost put Modest Yahoo on here too. That would be a good one. But I feel like people would know that people would say that's a good song. What was the the big song by him? Um yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Someone's can, yelling it, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, someone is. Okay. Uh, do I go again? Yeah, go ahead. Duran Duran, Hungry Like hungry like the Wolf. I am pushing back again. I think that's a good song. That's a good song? Yeah. I fucked this whole list up. Yeah, but that's okay. It's a guilty pleasure for you. Hungry Like the Wolf, people like. Yeah, I think that Duran Duran was, was big. You know, I think that's a good song. Yeah, but just because you were big doesn't mean it was good. I mean, so, someone was going. Someone was working for it. All right, my next one: Nickelback, Rockstar. Oh my God, that's such a bad song. You like that? <laughs> hey, when it comes on, I'm slapping. How oh else? my God. Hey, it's it's great. It's a good. It's a good choice. It's it's such a bad song. Yeah, it's that's, that's good. Thank you. Thank that's you. That's really good. But you know, if that one comes on, and let's just say. You were being tortured, and you were in a chair like the one you're in right now, and your legs and your arms were were just strapped to the chair, and that song was playing. You wouldn't kind of just be wiggling in the chair a little bit? I don't like that song, no. I think you would. But it's but for you, yeah. Thank you. Um, My next one is... Uh, um, and I can't remember who sings it, but it's... Uh, uh, Gangnam Style, K <laughs> K pop. Yeah, the K pop is. I like the, the K pop shit. Eh, that's that's definitely that. Like definitely BTS's counts, butter is dope. I haven't heard it. Smooth like butter. You know that one. Do I? Oh my wow! I like the game like Unum Gangnam Style. I like that song. That that falls in the LMFAO category. It does. It's right it there, does. but from the other side of it the world. It does. So my last one, I think, is a doozy, and I think I I this won't be on your list, but I'd like to impassion you to maybe add it to your list. Okay. And it is. It's my my one uh, country song, and it's before he cheats, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this your whole list was really good. Thank you. Um, that song's so bad. It is so good. It's so bad. I and I, I wrote here, I hate that I love it. I never play it, but when it plays, it slaps. It's really good. It hits you in that the That was the first feels. song. I actually kind of went in reverse order. That was the first song when I put when I started this list, that was the first one I put. That one hits you in the feels. Yeah. Before he cheats. I'm gonna go key his truck. Oh God! Stop! Shh! Shh! Okay. Uh, my last one is uh, Papa Roach Last Resort. Great, great song. Great, great choice. No, no, great choice. Um, the other thing that I think will be more difficult for people is like that song was dope when it first came out. And the video was Huge. dope. Yes. Like, that was right in the middle of MTV's TRL. You get home from, from school, 4 o'clock, it comes on, 
And that one was just working its way up the charts into the top and just staying there. And now that I say it out loud, Papa Roach, great name for a band. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Papa Roach? Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if uh, 305-741-3671 or or Dreffen put it up as a poll or something. Was that a, a, a good song? Not a guilty pleasure. Was Pop, what, what was it called? Last resort. Last resort. Was that Pop, a good song? Yeah. Because I'd almost put like uh, like corn would be in that list a little bit too Ooh. of like ones that were really good. Uh, the who? What was Freak the, on a Leash? Yes, that's the one I was thinking of, where the bullet was just going through the milk jug and then through all the other different. Was things. the whole entire CD of when Jay Z and um and uh, uh, I'm listening to Corn on the way home. <laughs> I'm listening to that. What part. was the what was the band with uh with with uh Benjamin when Jay-Z uh collabed with the uh that the the band with the DJ and stuff in it. Um Oh with oh uh throw Lincoln Park on that. Lincoln list Park. Too. That yeah. was that whole CD? Was that uh Guilty Pleasure or was that just good shit? I don't know. I think like the Andromeda, I think, album or whatever the fuck it was called. or Oh, Meteora. Meteora. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> Andromeda. Um, I think that like people would objectively say that that was like a great album. But my bad. thought is, is that like back then in the heat of the moment of like the bad decisions of the late 90s, early 2000s, it seemed dope because that's all we, we had. Yes. Now you look back on it and you're just like, that was terrible. So, uh, you know, uh, Steve Arduino. Yep. Arduino. Uh, uh, he, uh, he, he sent in his list. Lengthy he was, list. He was the only one that, uh, understood the assignment as they say. He got extra credit and I'm not even asking him to turn his next assignment. In. Yeah. You're good. You're good. You're good. His parents are coming for teacher parent conference and I'm just like, don't even worry about He's him. Let star. me get to the next shithead. Yeah. So he had some good ones on here, and I wanted I wanna um I wanna name a couple of them to you to see how you felt about it. Talk to me. Um, now the first one, it's it's he's got it's, weird taste in music. I feel like he's he's got have terrible taste in music. Terrible, terrible. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna be so bad I won't know some of them. Yeah, well, I'm only gonna bring the ones to you that you would know. Okay, well for the uh, gen pop here too. Right. Uh, I'm so burping up those the f- nuggets now. They're not great. <laughs> yeah. So. One of the first ones here, he had Len Steal My Sunshine. What song? Len, it's by Len called Steal My Sh- Sunshine. Not Steal rigid. My Sunshine. I was walking on the corner on the content on the beach. You don't remember <laughs> don't that? that song, no. That's a good one. I think that's a good guilty pleasure. Okay. Um What time frame is that? That's not that's that's I mean Steve lives in the 90s. Would Collective Soul's first album kind of be that guilty pleasure, or is that just good album? Um, well, they only have... They had like two or three. They don't... Mm, yeah, I would actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I'll, yeah, I'll throw them in there. Okay. Thank you. Um, Another one that he had on here was... uh, Which was I really liked was uh, Tattoo... All the things you said, all the things you said, running oh through my, my God. head, <laughs> running through my I, head. I never thought in 2022 I'd be hearing the band Tattoo, T-A-T-U. Wasn't it like two ch- like lesbian chicks or something like that, like from you know Europe? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, 
I always thought of them as well as Evanescence. Those were the two like similar, like kind of. Give me some Evanescence on my on my list. I think there was like guys in the band, but the lead singer was like the chick, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Another one that he had on here was Savage Garden. Oh yeah, truly, madly, deeply. (laughs) Do yeah. You didn't even need to say anything after Savage Garden. Yeah, you're on. Um, he uh he also had Creed for you, my guy. Um, same higher. He said he he literally said Nickelback in general, or I'm sorry, (laughs) or I'm sorry, Creed in general. Thank you, Steve. He does have Nickelback on here, Leader of Men, but I didn't know that song. Me either. Um, and then. The uh, the other only other one here that I wanted to say that was like kind of noteworthy and I agree with them was Hanson Mbop, but I thought that that's like that's low-hanging, just a good song. I think. that's low hanging fruit. Like I because when I was doing my list, I was like, oh, in sync, you know, stuff like. But it's like, yo, you know, you, you grew up on Britney Spears, you grew up on like that's I thought like, about Britney and like Backstreet Boys, but those I think are so like permeated into society that like. It that's it is the low hanging fruit. Like we could right? have done a we could have done a boy bands yeah. list of songs that when I feel you come like on you're just like okay. I feel like that's like Cisco Thong song. It's like I mean put that on the list. When you that's a good song. Put that on the list. Let me I think it's objectively not a good song, but I think it's a guilty pledge. With that fucking I need that silver hair. Yeah. Alright, alright, it's on the list then. It's on the list. Um so yeah, that's our guilty pleasure songs. Uh, let's hear your guys's. Um, if you didn't know them, look them up because they're really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, your list was good. Thought I had a strong list as well. I think well. yours is better. I that's what I was. I was. I was. I was I think yours doing is a thing there so that you yeah, told, would tell me that. Yours is better. I knew it was. Thank you. Um, are you ready to get into this? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Do the peacock. Go. Let's get into the peacock in music. Uh, for all of you that don't know, for our new listeners out there, uh, peacocks in music is a a musical spotlight that we do every single week uh, here on the Shut the Funk Up podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't think that we uh, that we just you know. Read you the bio of somebody and not, you know, make you do all the work to find them. Mm. Let them know where they can find it. You go to Peacocks and Music on Spotify. You're going to see the most recent episode right at the top, right there for you. And then what Alex has done is cultivated a beautiful uh, cornucopia of music from said Peacock. And it's right below. It's right there. It's right there for you. We put the episodes on there. So when you hear the episodes and you say, hey, I kind of like this peacock they were talking about. They sound interesting. It flows right into the music. There you go. So this week's peacock in music is none other 
than Nick Waterhouse. Okay. This was um this was right a little bit before the wedding. And I believe you took I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that you took us to see Nick Waterhouse and Alan Stone together. Yeah. Nick yes. Waterhouse opened for Alan Stone. Yes. Yeah, and he was true. and he was dope. That was true. Nick Nick was better than Alan. I think we left in the middle of the album and said, fuck, we threw the fuck We got towards the end, yeah. Like, basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh, buddied up with Nick at that episode when we went back to the uh, merch table. Yeah, yeah, you did. Remember? You did. Didn't you get him to sign something? I got him to sign some stuff and take a picture, and we sent it off to Scott, and we told him to fuck off. Yeah, the picture, I think, was both of you flipping the bird. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, send that back to us. Yeah, so Nick Waterhouse, February 8th, 1986, still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, soul, rockabilly, R&B, the guy is your typical vintage, blue-eyed soul singer. You know, you can put him in the Mayor Hawthorne category. I was about to say, the coaching tree. The yeah. coaching tree, under the same coaching tree. So, Nicholas Ryan Waterhouse, born in Santa Ana, California, raised in Huntington Beach, uh, son of a fireman and saleswoman, uh, took up the guitar at the age of 12, and he really ran with it. Um, his first band uh, was called Intelligista. Uh, they performed in Orange County uh, in their underground music scene, which uh, at that point in the uh, pretty much like in the late 90s, early 2000s, the Orange County music scene. Uh, was really was really budding with all of these underground artists like Nick Waterhouse and Ty Seagal, the Growlers, the Cold War Kids. All of those bands came from this underground uh, Orange County scene. Uh, I don't know the, any of those. Yeah, it's 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 okay. They will. I just don't like that you were able to rattle off so many things, and it's bringing me back now to Rory Gallagher. Well, Ty Seagal, yeah, you should definitely know Ty Seagal. Um, you should know all, yeah, the Growlers and Cold War Kids. You should know all of that. I know, and now I feel ashamed. Yeah. Well, whenever you guys hear bands that, like, you know, I talk about, feel like how Jordan's feeling ashamed, mm -hmm. but... But... Go look them up. Yeah. Go check them out. Do you your know? own little Janny's closet. Exactly. Hit, you know, I would, it, it would, you know, it would just, it would, it would tickle me to like, you know, see a text message or a voicemail that someone comes in and says, yo. Yeah. You want to do your own little janitor's closet? 305-741-3671. Give us a little, you know, give us that little one paragraph book report. Yeah. We'll shine. We'll shine you up. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll present it to the class. So at the end of high school... Uh, he split with the band, and he went off to San Francisco State University. And when he was in San Fran, uh, he really locked on to the DJ community there. And more importantly, there was a local record store called Rookie Ricardo's Records. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And Rookie Ricardo's Records was really plugged into... That vintage soul sound, that northern soul sound, that Motown song, that all of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also got a little bit of a of a like a doo-wop component. You yes, know, for right. Sure. So the uh, rookie Ricardo's records really plugged into that, you know, that that underground soul club scene sound, and that was where uh, 
Nick really, you know, found his ear. It was, it, and it reminded me of when I worked at the the diner with uh, the Colonel, mm-hmm. and I learned about funk music because my funk music, you know, uh, education and stuff did not start until I started working with the Colonel. He, uh, a patriot of music. Yes. Um, also, so many stories. And, I mean, once again, I don't know. We might need an entire Cowboy Steak of an episode just to get into him. Yeah. But I, I, I know because I was there how much of an influence he was musically on you. Yeah. Yeah, he was huge. It was... I, I, I knew very little about funk music and stuff. And then after working with him... I came out of it where it's literally the only thing that I did de- now when I DJ, it's all Funk, I spin. You're a funketeer. Yeah. Um, so uh, also during that time, he struck up a friendship with Matthew Correa of the Alalas. Again, look up that. You know what? Actually, don't even look up that band because they will be a future Peacock. Mm. The Alalas are just exquisite. Okay. Um. And I, I picked us I, I picked us a uh, somewhat of an easy, shorter version of a peacock this week because I knew we were going to have a cowboy steak. Mm-hmm. Um, so Waterhouse, he records his, uh, his first single in 2010 called Some Place. He actually records it at this uh, distillery that gets turned into a studio. Um, he links up with... This uh, audio engineer that is that works at the studio, and the audio engineer um, teaches him everything. And Nick, being the genius that he is, says, "Uh, got it. Don't need you anymore." He's one of those. Yeah. Okay. So, which to me is always better because I I always give more respect and like the people that can be even more hands-on with their music because there's people that just go in there and they cut the record, they do the singing, they play the guitar, and then they leave. Right. And then there's other people that could then come out of the the part of the recording studio, get on top of that big board, and then alter the course of what that sound was going to be or is. Right. And that's exactly what he does. Uh, Someplace is um you know probably is still probably his one of his best songs uh it was a really cool story too uh where it was such a just rudimentary operation where they pressed it on vinyl where they had because when you press vinyl you you press the vinyl. You can press the vinyl in a basically a master stamp is like the easiest way to put it. Yeah. And then once you have that master stamp, then you send that to a record pressing, you know, uh, uh, manufacturer, and then they just pump out thousands of that. Yeah, that's the template. Right. But they were such an undercover operation where they had to do these the the pressing where the it's just one individual basically imagine like this it's an individual record player that has this special 
carving tool on it and it has a diamond on the end on the end of it and that etches each individual record and they only did 300 records because it just took so long because so you have yeah. to when when it presses that way it's in real time you yeah know? so well, yeah it can't go any faster right so there's only 300 uh 45s out there in the market of some place and if you can get your hands on them it's 300 dollars a pop bud Okay. It's I was about to ask if you had one, but I can tell that now you, I know you know. Yeah. It's $300 a pop if you can find that. And when he went there, he also, the, the backing band uh, for that, that first uh, EP were the turnkeys. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, after the single came out, it actually garnered a lot of you know local interest. It was very people loved it. It didn't chart anything because, as you guys will hear when you listen to, to Nick Waterhouse, he's got a very old school sound. It's not for radio. It's not palatable as far as like what the Gen Pop is listening to. Like you need to actively seek out that or it or enjoy that type of music. Yes. So, um, but he had a little bit of, you know, strength from the single. And after that, he assembled his own backing group. They're called the Terrets, uh, the, or the Terra, the Terras, the Tarot Cards. You know, it's the, you know, however you want to say the Tarot's. Tarot. The Tarot's. Tarot Cards. The Tarot's. That's, that's how I'm assuming yeah. it's pronounced. And then he also assembling his backing band were called the Tarot's. And uh, he also assembled a female backing vocalist trio called the naturels mm, i like that and that's what he's written that's how that's how he's you know wrote off in, uh, until then now when you look up nick water it's just nick waterhouse but his backing b- band are the tarot's and then the the females the the they're the naturels okay. still holding on and giving a little ode if you will to those you know um the Ronettes and you know like yeah. those those old and those old t- funk like uh, bands where they would have the band yeah. or, or some females typically as the backup singers just providing the groove exactly and um, he uh, he produces all of the All Laws albums again a future Peacock mm-hmm. um, but also another little cool nugget that I uh, found from him just died. Uh, was uh, he's all analog. Oh, everything that he records is all analog. It's all magnetic tape. Um, that's what he that's what he glommed on from the uh, you know, the guy, mm-hmm. you know, the engineer and stuff. And his like mentor that he ran into, who I've never heard of, but I just will give you a little background just to end this is uh, uh, Joshi. Joe Armistead. Okay. And she is a legendary soul singer, backup singer. She uh, sang for Ike and Tina. She was in the Cats. Okay. She was a background singer for Bobby Blue Bland. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was also a songwriter for Ashford and Simpson, Ray Charles. She's got all... She's got the pedigree. She, yeah. So she's got the chops. Uh, so that was like... You know, his, like, mentor, which is, the, you know, the reason why you'll hear a lot of the things that that he does will make sense to you because um, he has that type of sound. 
And he I even, like, you know, writes a song, you know, that's a kind of, like, you know, a tribute to, uh, you know, Joe, uh, Joe Armistead. So, uh, yeah, that's Nick Waterhouse. Okay. I like this. Um, although you shamed me many a time in this episode musically, this is, you know, that 10% of the Peacocks that I do know. Yes. So I do feel good about that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Nick Waterhouse. Also, it is a very interesting sound, and, he, and he's a, a great artist, so... Definitely check it out if you don't know the name. I, and I think, and also too, because you know, I don't. I sometimes I feel like the um, uh, the peacock scares a lot of people. Mm-hmm. This one should not scare you. This no. is one that is universal. This one is one that like the Nick Waterhouse is one of those people, as you know, you can play it and, and everyone will dig it. Yeah, um, and he's got this weird little um, Jack White kind of yelling kind of thing going on too in some of his songs i like that too so Mm -hmm. uh he's definitely legit uh i look forward to listening and i'll have my book report for you next week yeah okay so i've got a hot hot topic that i want to end on and because you know how much i love to end uh these eps i saw this this what you're about to mention uh through the news cycle this week I didn't really read into it, but I, you know, sometimes you'll see something in the news and be like, Jordan's going to say something about that. I saw that and I just, I whizzed past it because I knew that you were going to bring this up. Yes. So we're going to talk this Taylor Swift business as far as, you know, co-writing and the little tiff that she got in with Damon Albarn, which who is also a former uh, Peacock. Peacock. Mm-hmm. He, Damon Albarn is the... Uh, a heavy hitter, if you ask me. Yeah, Damon Albarn is the uh, you know the musical mastermind behind the Gorillas. Again, uh, the Gorillas were a former Peacock. And also, do you remember early on, it was very early on uh, in uh, the Shut the Funk Up podcast... When we talked about Taylor Swift, and I said, and I said this already, that Taylor Swift does not write her own music. Do you remember that? I do. Okay. Because I got a lot of feedback on that. A lot of people hit me up that uh, called me a liar or they didn't know, yada, yada, yada. A lot of Swifties out there that are just jabbing their jaws for nothing. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, Taylor Swift and Damon Albarn, he was uh, interviewed by the New York Times and was asked about, you know, whatever local or, uh, you know, current musicians, blah, blah, blah. And he gave kudos to Billie Eilish for, you know, for songwriting. But when he got to Taylor Swift, he says, you know, Taylor Swift is good, but she doesn't write her own shit, mm-hmm. you know? And Taylor got all fucking pissy about it, as she's one to do. Shocker. Yeah. And said, uh, that's fucking bullshit. And, you know, which in the funniest part about the whole fucking thing, and this is when I, this is when I start cussing. The funniest part about the whole fucking thing is also Jack Antonoff also came to her, like, running to her uh, defense. Uh, defense beca- and he goes, no, she doesn't. That. Guess what, Jack Antonoff? You're part of her fucking co-writing team. Exactly. Okay? Now, we. this is where we have to sparse things. This is where we have to, like, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. Okay? Mm. Taylor Swift 
is an amazing artist. She does. What makes her actually one of the most amazing about her is she actually does. She's a part of all of her writings, all of her songs. Mm-hmm. But and she and 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 I'll tell you right now, Jordan, looking right into your face, she does write personally just just on her own. Eighty percent of her songs are written just by her. I thought with no sure, one else on the credits. I I thought for sure the whole cachet behind her was early on in her career. She was writing a majority of her stuff. True. And just like what kind of happens as you get bigger, you get offered. Like Beyonce, you know, other people like that, they get offered these songs. Right. And you've heard those stories where people turn down a song and then it gets massive with someone else. Right. Or vice versa. So to me, that's not like an indictment. Like that's almost like a, a just like a you've made it and you're like a superstar because a a pioneer of a producer can come to you with a song and say, you sing this, it will be a smash hit. Right. But there is a difference in, in what in what you are saying is absolutely right. A producer will come to an artist and be like, "I already have the song for you." Yes. But I want to. I want. I, I'm coming to to the defense of Damon. Well, I have something to say, but I'm going to let you go ahead about so Damon. correct. Let's 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 clear the air. Damon Albarn is a he's a tradition traditionalist, as am I. Now, Beyonce, Katy Perry, your whoever you want to Charlie X, whoever you want Gwen to, Stefani. Yes, they don't write their song. Taylor writes her songs more than them. But let it be known, and I've said this from the fucking beginning, there are many of songs that Taylor has a writing team. Jack Antonoff is part of it. Okay, mm. Scooter Braun, who who she's like now owns the catalog. Yeah, who she's yeah. now like you know separating from again, like to what you were saying. The produce Scooter Braun is a producer that it brings her the song, a part of that, a part of that fucking writing team. So you you guys are going to see headlines of like Taylor like popping off and shit. She's fucking lying. She does have a she does co write. She doesn't have. I'll put it this way. She doesn't have any song in, on any one of her albums that she is not involved in writing on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So she does have. She is involved in writing on on all of her songs. Eighty percent of songs are actually written only by her, but there she has a writing team that they write with, and not all of them, but there are a few of her biggest songs are written by that team. So what Damon is saying is, you don't write everything on your own. And why is Damon saying that? Because guess what he does? Guess what he fucking does? <laughs> what does he do? He writes his shit himself. All the Gorilla songs are written by uh, uh, him, as are most traditional fucking bands. You only see, like, you know, all of, like, you know, the really, like, the, the Arctic Monkeys and bands like that. They write their own shit. You know, there's a difference between, you know, these pop stars and other bands. Bands that are actually real bands, you know, the white stripe, like, like, like Jack White does not have a fucking writing team, dog. No. Okay. He doesn't. No. Okay. Now does Beck, 
you know, have a couple. Like Beck to me was the one thing that was the one person that yeah, I could I mean, think of. I mean, you can collaborate with someone on a song, but that's different. Like yeah. if you have somebody featuring on it, that's and you and you write your parts, that's still yours. Yeah. But Beck was the only person that I could think of that was like kind of comparable to Taylor Swift with Beck. Wrote a lot of wrote all of his own shit early on, mm-hmm. but now that he's gotten bigger, does he write everything on his own? No, but the majority of it definitely. Yeah, I for me and and you kind of basically echoed my same sentiment. The only people that can come off of that perch and criticize Taylor are people like Damon from the Gorillas because he does everything himself. Now, he brings other people into the fold, you know, especially maybe from a sound perspective and stuff like that. But that's the only type of musician that can come and say those things. Well, exactly. And that's what like. Which is why it comes from a place of like, I can kind of put my nose up. Yes. And even though you write a majority of it, I can tell you that I can say that you don't write it all because I do all my shit. Like Prince. Prince, not only did he write a lot of his stuff. But he also composed every instrument. Now, did he need people to play the instruments live? Of course. But that's all of Prince's right. shit. And that's the part that like irks me about this story. Because not only one, have I already said on this podcast that Taylor Swift... And, the ta- and, that, and that's another... like I want to break through the wall of... Because a lot of people fucking think that Taylor Swift writes her all her own shit. Which, again, I will say, she does. 80% of the shit on her albums is written only by her. That's why she's a G. But Damon Albarn is saying it because he's actually part of the Gorillas, where he wrote everything. He's a a traditionalist. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only way that you can say that. You know what I mean? And it's hard to put whatever type of catalog you have up against hers but it can only come from a point where you're on his level and his production yeah you know what i mean so i to me it's a parsing of words because i think he probably was saying what you just said like she writes her shit but she doesn't write all of it no i write all of it right you know and guess who does write all of it billy billy eilish writes all her own shit yeah but now, to me, it's Billy's just like, a little early on her stuff. Billy's only put out like I think three albums now. Yeah. Now but in like three talk more to me, albums, talk four me, more albums. Then let's talk again. Yeah, when she's thirty and run out of her own shit, who knows? Right. But to me, that's just the natural progression of a superstar. Yes. Like Michael Jackson, I don't think probably wrote all of his own stuff. No, probably no, probably you know not. What I mean, you know, uh, um, what you call it came in and probably had super producer came in and probably had a bunch of stuff for him. Right. You know what I mean. So So that's one thing that like really irked me with the Taylor Swift stuff because she came out and then even Damon came back and he he fucking backtracked it, right? Yeah, you know which I really like was so mad at him about because Mm -hmm. let's get him on the podcast and talk to him about that. Yeah, yeah, I would love to because it it it's okay, Taylor, Taylor, we're talking to you right now. Yeah, it's okay what he said. You're a beast, dog. Yeah. You're a beast. But don't come out and tweet and say, yo, that's fucked up. You said that. That's disrespectful. Yo, bitch. 
You fucking didn't write everything by yourself. Mr. Jack Antonoff came running to your... And why did Jack do it? Because Jack did it because he's part of the writing team. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, you're still on the credits, and it's fine. You had a fucking... You didn't write it all, and that's all he's talking about. Okay? Mm -hmm. Damon did. Damon wrote all his shit. Okay? Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I, I agree with you. And that's all I, that, and I just want to put that up. You're on a soapbox right now. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel like I'm in like an echo chamber and people are just like, okay, I'll chill out. But the people need to understand because you're like going to run at Taylor Swift's thing. It's like, yo, what he said is not wrong, but what she said is actually wrong. Mm. And I can name you five fucking artists that actually do write their own shit. Okay. You know, call up, like I said, call up Jack White right now and, and ask that motherfucker if anyone has ever written a song for him, you know, on his solo shit and on the White Stripes. The answer is no. He wrote them all himself. Maybe Brendan? Well, that's Rackham Tours. Yeah. That's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it doesn't take anything away from you, Taylor. You're still the shit. Listen, Katy Perry doesn't write her own stuff. Don't Katie send Perry the Swifties sucks. after us. Yeah. You're going to outnumber us. Not by a lot, because Jay's Kosher Dandies and Newell Kids on the Block come in heavy. Yo, but we got don't, some generals. Yeah, don't be, like, coming after us. Speaking the truth. So, um, I'm going to... T- listen, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to take a breath. Yeah. I'm calmed down now. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you, guys. We love you. We... Uh, we had a we had a cowboy steak of an episode, so we were not able to do the bracket mm. this That's week. Next week, we're gonna do that for our fiftieth episode. We are yeah, exactly. We're gonna do it for our fiftieth episode. We're gonna do the bracket. We're gonna we're gonna introduce our third of of four mm-hmm. uh, final fours. Yep. Um, and then I think we're also gonna uh, clean up some stuff and do some uh, some voicemails. Yep. Next right? week. Yep. 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 Um, uh, is there anything else that I miss? Is there? We good, baby. Uh, love you guys. Like, subscribe, review, all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. All the new listeners that, you know, maybe have came over from uh, the Greg Cody podcast. We love you. I hope you can stick around. Yeah. We are actually going to have Greg come on here mm-hmm. in the next coming weeks. And like, and we're going to send, we're going to talk about, uh, just some real personal stories. I want them all. You know what I mean, like, cause if you think that we're going to have Greg on and we're going to talk about Levitard show, show stuff, you're sadly mistaken. No. You know what I mean? No, I get them on there. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. So, uh, love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Later.